You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hi, everybody. Welcome to MLB.com Extras. I'm Matthew Leach, talking New York Yankees with MLB.com's Yankees beat reporter, Brian Hope. Brian, uh, Michael Pineda had been scuffling a bit before he was shut down. Uh, He was placed on the DL without much timetable listed, and now they're saying uh, a month, and really not even saying a month exactly, just saying it certainly won't be any sooner than that. Um, what exactly is your understanding of, of what the time frame is that we're looking at here more specifically than that, and just how worrisome is this situation? Well, I think what the good part is for the Yankees is you're not talking about surgery at this point. Uh, it's pretty similar to what Andrew Miller had. Uh, they liken it to that injury. And if you remember, uh, roll the clock back, Miller missed about a month. Um, now, what the difference is is that Pineda's going to have to build up to be a starting pitcher again. Uh, Miller could come back, and they knew he only had to throw 25, 30 pitches, and he could jump back into the closer role, and he did so, and there was no real carryover effect. I, I think that uh, you, you watch Andrew Miller now, and you don't really have any second thoughts about that injury. So I think that Pineda could, should be able to come back and be healthy, but the question is when, and I think uh, what Brian Cashman has said is definitely not August. Uh, the intent is to see him sometime on the mound in September. Um, Miller took four weeks, I think, with Pineda, you're probably looking at five or six. Uh, the only difference is here, rosters will have expanded by September 1st, so you could theoretically bring him back and build him up at the big league level if you wanted to. You'd have the relief pitching to do that. And, uh, as long as he could go out there and conceivably give you five innings, 75, 80 pitches, something like that, he, he could be back on a big league mound, I think. So uh, if I had to guess, I would say it's probably the second week of September, and then you know, the way things are looking right now, that, that'll be right in time to help them for the, uh, the push for the division. He, as I mentioned, had a couple of rough starts before he went on the DL. Uh, four runs in six innings is certainly not a disaster, um, and then five runs in five and two-thirds. Uh, is there some thought that maybe he was feeling something before he was actually shut down? I think it's possible. Uh, he didn't complain of anything until after throwing a bullpen at Yankee Stadium, but you know, these guys, they want to have the ball. So, And they're used to pitching at less than 100%. I don't think anybody's really 100% except the first day of spring training anyway. They've got aches and pains and, and things like that. But uh, the difference is, and Michael was asked this question, he, do, you know that do you understand the difference between pain and discomfort? And uh, the, the Yankees asked him that question. He said he did. And um, So guys pitch through discomfort all the time. I, I think that he was probably smart in this case to, to say, I feel something, I need to take a break, because uh, you, you don't want to have the worst-case scenario where you're undergoing the knife. And there's obviously a guy who the Yankees have waited a long time to get on the mound. He finally seemed to be on a healthy roll. And it's just kind of one thing after another with the Michael Pineda in New York. When he's healthy, he's been dominant, but unfortunately he's been on the DL a lot too. The, the Yankee Brain Trust has said uh, some really interesting stuff, I think, about Severino as he steps into that spot and and essentially said not only is he going to get a couple of spot, a couple of starts here now not only is this he's he the guy while excuse me Pineda is out but our plan all along has been that this guy would come up and stay up and this is essentially right on track with the sort of optimistic viewpoint that they had back in the spring what has he, I mean the performance is obvious, but what has he shown over the course of this minor league season that has made them that confident that this guy is now part of the Yankee rotation full stop? 
It's pretty impressive. And I, I, at 21 years old, Pineda's going to be the youngest pitcher to make his debut this season. So that tells you the Yankees really fast-tracked this guy. They believe in him. Uh, they, they did manage his innings so he could come up and conceivably uh, contribute in August and September. And that's clearly what they're trying to do here. But you, you talk to people in the Yankee organization, and the one word they keep bringing up is fearless. Uh, they, they think this guy is not going to be intimidated by the big moment, by the idea of coming in a, a, a triple-deck stadium and facing a division rival, and that's obviously what's going to happen in Yankee Stadium. And, look, he, he's going to get a, continue to get these shots. Um, he's in the rotation. Uh, the Pineda injury is a convenient reason to bring him up, but I, I think sooner or later they were going to bring him up anyway. And he's going to get the ball every five days. That's what Brian Cashman said. He said, look, even if he doesn't have his great stuff the first time out, he's going to get a second time and a third time and a fourth time. He's, he's coming up to help the team. And they weren't going to promote this kid to have him pitch out of the bullpen and, and get out of rhythm or anything. They want him to be a starter at the big league level, and it's time to see what the Yankees have. Some of those minor league numbers are pretty eye-popping. The guy has allowed eight home runs in 320 minor league innings, uh, four-to-one strikeout to walk. These are definitely numbers you like to see. What sort of pitcher does he profile to be? With the acknowledgement that nobody really knows what anybody's going to turn out to be, especially a pitcher, um, what, what's the idea? What, what's the sort of floor, ceiling? I mean, what We hear really great prospect, and there's some really good numbers. What, from people you talk to, what do they expect Severino to be, both in the short and the long term, as a big league pitcher? I hate to do this because I'm setting the bar so high, but and when you ask people for big league comparisons, they, they're hesitant to do it for the exact same reason as what I'm going to tell you. But the one that keeps coming up is a young Pedro Martinez. Now, I know that is setting the bar crazy high, and Pedro back, and Dodgers, Expos, blah, blah, blah. I don't know if Severino is going to be that. I, I don't want to put that out there, but I guess I just did. Um, you asked me the kind of pitcher that this is going to be. Um, I think it could be that. I, it could be anywhere in between, but there's a reason he's the Yankees' number one prospect. There's a reason he's ranked among the best pitching prospects in the game. Uh, signed for $225,000. Uh, this could wind up being a huge bargain for the Yankees, and uh, he's a piece that they're counting on. There's, Brian Cashman did not want to part with him at the trade deadline. A lot of teams came calling for him. Uh, him, along with Aaron Judge, Greg Bird, Jorge Mateo. Uh, these are these could be the new core four. It could not be. It may not win. The prospects are suspects until they make it, but uh, they, they believe in this one, and they're excited to see what Luis Severino has to offer. So to compare him to uh, somebody like Aaron Nola, at, for example, who I think consensus is very high floor. This guy is a very safe bet to be a good big league pitcher, but maybe doesn't have that elite top-end potential. There is at least the notion that Severino has number one potential in him. That's what I've heard, and we'll see where it, where it lands. Uh, I think you don't know until you put it on, on the big league stage and see what you have, but he's 21. There's, you've got to love the ceiling here. There's so much room to grow. Maybe it doesn't all click. Uh, maybe it's not this magic potion that kind of just arrives and helps out the rotation this year, but I think in, in next year and years to come, uh, we're, this is the guy we're going to be talking about in the Yankee rotation. To uh, move to the other side of the ball briefly, uh, Dustin Ackley arrives and gets hurt. Uh, first of all, how long is he out? What are they looking at as far as doing without him? Well, the number that Brian Cashman gave was 20 to 30 days, which is not what you want for a guy who you just acquired and, and pulled off a trade with the Mariners for, and he played in a couple games in Chicago. But uh, they, they got this guy for his versatility. They wanted Ackley to basically replace Garrett Jones on the roster, and 
Uh, it seems like they're going to have to go a month without doing that. So it kind of puts them in a bind here as far as their uh, the roster goes. But uh, one thing that Cashman was sure to say is that he doesn't believe it's a pre-existing injury. He has no ill will toward the Mariners. Uh, he thinks they just got caught with a hot potato at the wrong time. And, and so you, you wait the 20 to 30 days. Uh, Ackley said he feel better. He had an epidural. But it's a, it's a lumbar strain, and those things can take time. Backs are always tricky. So, uh, yeah, I think that the Yankees are optimistic. It won't be much more than the 15 days, but it will be at least 15. You, you mentioned sort of how he fits in, but, uh, you know, Ackley is, is a guy who, who as a big league player has has disappointed relative to expectations. Uh, he's a guy who hasn't really hit, you know, going back to, to 2012. He, he had a nice half season as a rookie and hasn't really hit since then. So um, what exactly is it that, the Yankees saw in him beyond just positional versatility that made him a guy they wanted to go out and get. I was wondering that too, and I'll give you a stat. It's a great one. He's hit four home runs to right field this year, but there's at least 12 home runs that, 12 balls he's hit to right field that traveled 314 or greater. So, and those are outs at Safeco Field, obviously, but if you put him in Yankee Stadium, he's hitting, he's hitting a fly ball at 315, 316. That's a home run. Um, so this is a guy who they think they can bring in here, and it's not just for this year, but maybe for next year too, can take advantage of the short porch and, and maybe pump up those numbers that obviously made him a very high draft pick when the Mariners took him, and uh, it just hasn't really worked out in Seattle. All right. Well, Brian Hoke, thanks for taking some time to talk here on MLB.com Extras, and thanks everybody for listening. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.